Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, Church in the Valley. My name is Alex Barrett, and I am the, the campus pastor here. And uh, really glad that, that you're here to, to worship with us uh, this morning. And today we're starting a new three-week series uh, called You Fit Here. And we're talking about really God's design for the church and what it means to be in community and how being a part of community actually allows us to be on mission for God with the other people that, that he has called uh, to himself. And so over the next three weeks, we hope to uh, provide further clarity of the kind of church that we are here at Church in the Valley and also to give you just some, some next steps that you can take uh, to get uh, more involved and anytime you are a part of a group, especially if you're on the outside looking in, there, there's all sorts of questions that you have. And some of you today are there, like you're, you're new to this church and you're coming and you're trying to figure out how everything works. What does it look like? And we invite you here. We, we want to be actually an inclusive group that allows people as they have questions to get them answered. And you may be in here a long time and you still have questions on why do we do that? And we hope in this series we can we can answer those as well. Uh, what I want to do is I just want to highlight some of the common questions that we face as we kind of enter into a new group. Uh, the goal here is to show you that if you have questions and as you're trying to kind of feel your way in, especially into a church, it's OK to have uh, some of these questions. So see if any of these kind of have resonated uh, with you before. Uh, a key question anytime you enter a new group is, will I be singled out? Okay. And the idea is, I, I don't necessarily know this group of people. Are they going to greet me and say, you're not from around here, are you? One of our biggest concerns is with the lights go off and all of a sudden a spotlight just shines on one person. It's like, hey, why don't you come up here and introduce yourself? How many of you would like that would freak you out? Okay. Well, in five minutes, we're going to find out. And just one of you guys <laughs> just wait for that light to shine. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. But th that's a big concern is like, will I be singled out? Well, what am I going to do that? So that's going to be awkward. Another question is, will I be pressured? You know, there's a sense of like, do I, do I have freedom to, to kind of go at my own pace or am I going to be pressured? Like we want all of you guys to serve. And so everyone doesn't leave here until you do. No, really. Right. That'd be so awkward. We don't want pressure. We want freedom. Okay, but we also have to commit. And so there's this kind of these these tension that we have. So will I be singled out? Will I be pressured? Here's just a practical one. What if I underdress? You ever been to a wedding and like you like got all souped up? If you're a guy, you put your suit on. It's like the one day a year you wear this suit and then you get to the wedding and it's like an aloha luau wedding. That hasn't happened to me either. But what if that happened? There's a sense of like, what if I, I overdress and it's just it could kind of freak you out? Or what if I underdress? What if I show up to this group and I'm wearing flip flops and shorts and it's like, hey, you know what? We're so glad you're here, but could you go home and change? <laughs> right. That's like a way to like make your church small. But that's the thought we have. <laughs> you know, when you're new, that that's that's kind of what you think about. So will I be pressured? Will I be singled out? What am I supposed to wear? And then here's one that, that I think we all resonate with. Am I going to violate any unwritten rules? And you may violate them because they're unwritten. You don't know. The only way you know, like what's normal is from being a part of the group. But what's normal when you're not a part of the group? You don't know. You know, and there's a there's a feeling you ever going to go up to somebody and like you think it's like the fist bump. They think it's like the handshake. 
and it's that awkward, like, and then you're hugging and you're like, this is so awkward. I haven't experienced that one either, but there's a sense of like, that's how it feels. Like, what, what if I don't know what to do? And then, and then in a church, just like we are today, there's even more just this kind of like, how does this all work? Like, like for one, like how much am I supposed to sit or stand? You're even kind of concerned, like everyone behind you sitting down and you're the only one in church. Like, yes. And everyone's behind you sitting down. You're standing up. Wouldn't that be kind of crazy? You'd hope the people behind you, hey, hey, sit down, buddy. Just, just go ahead. We're, we're sitting now. You know, oh, yeah, in church. And then, then there's the singing part, okay? Some of you are like, yeah, like, what's with the singing? If you've been to a concert, you may have sung with a group of people. If you're, like, into karaoke, any, like, karaoke people, just be honest. Like, just, you know, don't, okay. Oh, wow, we... Right over here, this is where we get like the volume for our Sunday morning singing, right in this. This is the splat, this is the sing zone, not the splash zone. Over here, just, just, just feel it, you know, just. But in, in a church, there, there's all sorts of just kind of like singing with a group of people you don't know. And then what if you don't know the words? Last week, I, I was listening to John Rickert. He spoke and I like just flat out started singing the next verse before it even started. He is him. Oh, you know, it's awkward. And I'm the pastor. I don't even know the song, you know, so I understand it feels weird, you know, and so that there's the singing, the singing part. So in a, in a church, there is a part of like the idea of fitting in. It, it can sometimes be weird. Part of the reason we have name tags here. It's not so like we, we scan your name tag and then find out where you live. Okay. We do that by the retina stick scan in the restroom, but, um, I'm kidding. Don't. You guys aren't looking in the mirror anymore like, okay, but, but the, the idea is we, we, we actually all want to be guests, right? Like we're, we all have names and we don't want people to only know names by what they see. You, you can see the name tag. And so there's a sense in which like at a church, there's new people all the time. And this is just a way like, let's lower the barriers. Let's, let's actually know each other. And so at church in the Valley, our goal is we want to be a church that makes sense to people who've never been to church. But to do that, you actually have to do things in a certain way. And we hope to describe that uh, in this series. However, these questions are normal and it's okay to have them. But fitting into a group, specifically the church, there is a point in which it is a break in period where you're, you're trying to feel your way in. You're trying to figure out, is this a place where you can belong, where you can fit? And that's good. We all need to do that. However, the extreme of that is never pulling in because it just doesn't feel right. Well, Plugging into a, a church is kind of like a, a baseball glove. I got my son's baseball gloves for Christmas and they put it on and, you know, my son, it doesn't fit. Well, part of it is like your little hand trying to fit into like, you know, four fingers are going in one slot, right? That, but then there's the part of like, well, you, you have to break it in. And so, you know, we're teaching them how to like kind of smack the glove. And, and then after a while, it, it fits like it's more part of your hand. That's kind of how it is with a group of people. You, you know, there's a part where you don't really know who they are. There's a tendency in that like unknown where you want to pull away. But really in church community, you have to you have to actually pull in and be willing for a little bit of the awkwardness and some of the not to fit for you to find a place where you can actually belong. And so take time. Get your questions answered. But at the same time, there is a part where you, it, you have to overcome that break in period and actually become a part 
of the group. And so our goal as a church is to lower as many barriers as possible. So you can actually find a place where, where you fit and you can experience the right fit. Now, the other extreme also is that we never let go of our preferences and we don't ever fit in. That would be my biggest concern for all of us. There's certain things that we really like. There's certain things that we really want. And they're kind of summarized by like my way and my plan. We all have that in our hearts. We love things our own way. And we have a plan and we love it when life fits in that. That's actually part of the struggle because anytime you have a relationship with somebody, they have their way and they have their plan and you have your way and your, your plan and uh, collides. That's why marriage, you have to work on it. Friendships, you have to work on it. It's the same in church. We're a group of people. But to be a community where we're like a cohesive group that accomplishes something, God's mission, we have to move past my way and my plan. Because if you don't, my way and my plan, it actually undermines my ability to fit into a group. If you don't move beyond your way, and if you don't move beyond your plan and your preferences, you actually may find yourself never committed and connected to a group of people. You could be a loner. And that would be my biggest fear because you weren't meant to live alone. You weren't meant to face life alone. You weren't meant to move forward alone. God's designed life to work in the middle of community. That's at his heart. That's why he connects with us. He's a relational God that longs to relate to us and longs for his people to relate to one another. This is a part of what makes the church a church. It's a community. It's not a place. It's a group of people. But my plan and my way can, can undermine that sometimes without even, even realizing. And so we have to watch out for this. Because if the church becomes all about me, we actually will not experience the community that God wants us to experience. It like just it blows it up. It derails community if it's just all about me. And sometimes this, this shows up in certain ways. It can become all about my, my preferences. Okay? This is, I really want the church to have this kind of music and this teaching style. And it's okay to have preferences. But there, there's no church that's going to exactly fit every preference you have. It doesn't exist. But we can get so hung up on our preferences that we don't pull in. Another one of my, my way and my plan is personal gain. We look at a church as a way for us in, individually to get ahead. Like I can get status that I'd really like. I may get leadership that I really like. Leadership's actually a good thing. We need leaders. But the measure for leadership in the scripture is faithfulness. Not a means to an end. It's not just this, you come into a group and demand it. So that can undermine it as well. A perfection. You know, if you're at Church in the Valley... Perfection is probably not the highest because we're not perfect by any means. One, I'm here. You're here. There goes that. It's blown. It's not perfect. Everything we do is, is not the most polished, like the fog machine. I press the button. It's not even working right now. I'm so disappointed. So it's, it's, it's not perfect. We're not perfect as people and our services aren't. The perfect service, things mess up. That's a part of church. We want to do as good as we can and as excellent as we can with the resources we have. But sometimes we don't have the resources, but we still press on. And then the last is just perks. Like we can come into a group 
And we can be spoiled as people. When we look at technology now, when we look at what businesses can do, it's amazing. Businesses now and the perks that they offer, it's like rewards program. Like, is there a reward program for church? Like, what if I come four times on a five Sunday month? Can I skip that fifth one? You know, you just scan it. When, you know, just can you guys scan me in? Now, I'm, I'm being facetious. But we can get into that mode where in church it becomes about us. Now, I want to show a video that highlights this, and this just takes it to the extreme. And frankly, it cracks me up. And so I want you to crack up with me as we watch this together. Previously on Church Hunters. This is your first church. This is Creekside First Baptist. Honestly, right up front, uh, didn't love the name. The Sunday morning experience is just a little too traditional. Hey guys, how we doing? Hey, good. Doing how are good, you? doing good. So I know you didn't love the traditional vibe of the last place, okay? Yeah. okay. But I think this church is really going to do it for you. Yeah. It takes relevance to a whole new level. Behind me, you will see Molded Clay Jar Art Tapestry Canvas Mosaic wow. Church. Mm, I love Beautiful. it. Right? So you've heard of interdenominational. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've heard of non-denominational. Mm-hmm. Well, this church identifies as interdenominational. Wow. wow that's, that's perfect. I love correct. it. It really is. But here's the kicker. A lot of celebrities go here. Yeah. What? Jeff Foxworthy. Oh. We love him. Yep. We really do. Ben Higgins from ABC's The Bachelor. Perfect. Several Real Housewives. Ooh. And... Usher even came here one time. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, what well, follow me. Come on. Do it. So refreshing. Honestly, that last church was just way too traditional. It was yeah. too much. It was like we left there feeling convicted. Like, uh, ugh, right? Right. We're just, we're looking for more of a Tony Robbins type stuff. Like inspiration, like a TED Talk with a Bible verse. Yes. Oh, yes. Right? It's perfect here. We love it. It really is. We love it. Awesome. Cool. Well, you guys know a lot of contemporary pastors speak out of the Message Translation Bible. Mm -hmm. Right. Or this pastor speaks out of a brand new translation. It's the Tumblr Bible. We love Tumblr, though. A lot of emojis, a lot of abbreviations. Oh, I couldn't ask for one. And how many seats in here? Oh, it is 6,000 altogether. Thanks. 6,000. i got to be in this worship band. Imagine me up on that Jumbotron mid-guitar solo. Do you know how many Instagram likes you get? likes you'd get that's what it said at the end funny you can laugh it's okay i'm not saying that's you all right but it's it's a parody it's showing like what if without checking ourselves what if like it was taken to the extreme that that's what it would look like church hunters and you know what there there could be many episodes of this because every week they're just gonna "Ah, this doesn't fit let's go on to the next one well god's design for all of us is that we have to move past the preferences. We have to move past our own way and our own plan to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. So really, in the essence of community, we have to kind of put our individualism at, in check. We, we have to. There's no way to experience community unless we're willing to do that. So I want to encourage you to do that. It doesn't mean that you don't have preferences. We, we all do. But it means that you don't allow those to kind of dictate how involved you are here at Church in the Valley. And if you, you find as you're kind of plugging in and getting involved that this isn't the right church for you, what, what I'd love for you to do is find a church that is the right fit and pull in with your whole self. Because what you don't want to do is just kind of uh, for the rest of your life. Plug in. Make a difference. Join with a group of people. And that's our intent here. We, we want to see who God brings along to build into this community. 
And so I hope you'll, you'll come and listen today and join us for the next two weeks to kind of find out how you fit. I want to kind of talk some about what the Bible says about community and, and kind of define it. Because over the next few weeks, since we're talking about it, what is kind of God's intent for community and specific for, for church life and, and how are we supposed to be uh, involved in that? However, there are, before I jump into that, certain criteria that you should be looking at for, for every church. It's not this idea of like, I think they're a church and it's a group of people, you just join them. You, you actually want a church that's doing four important things. And this isn't like an exhaustive list, but you want these four to be in place. The first is you want a church where the Bible is taught and it shows you how to live it out in your everyday life. That's the point of scripture so that you, you learn it to do it and it changes you. It changes your attitude. It changes your choices. It changes your priorities. So you want to be a part of a church that teaches you the Bible and paints a picture of how you do that in your own life. Okay, the second is you actually do want to be a part of a church that's friendly. That's important because the goal of the church is to work together to help other people discover a relationship with God. Do you think people want to come into a group where they welcome you like, we're so glad you found us? But isn't that sometimes just we miss even like smile. It makes such a difference. And so you want to be a part of a church where people are friendly. They're hospitable. You feel welcome. Because if you feel welcome, the odds are that somebody you bring in a guest who doesn't yet know God will feel welcome as well. That's huge. That's the mission. The third is it's very important for a church to actually love each other. This is more than the smile. This is that people are serving and they're giving to each other. That's like the heart of the church. Love. You can actually see it in action. Not just what's talked about, but what actually happens. That's really important. And the last is you want leaders of the church, staff of the church, and the members of the church that are actually working to accomplish God's will. Not their own priorities. Not their own preferences. But that they are doing God's will to reach the community in which they are. So those are, are very important. And here at Church Nevada, we, we strive hard to, to, to be doing that and considering and continuing to get better in those. But those criteria are really important. And, and as a church does that, what it does is it allows people to join in the group and be a part of growth. And that's kind of the first point that I, that I want to make today is that is God uses this church community to allow us to grow and to be fruitful. Okay. Growth and fruitfulness come from plugging in to a community, not from living the Christian life isolated. In John 15, Jesus is talking and this is what he says. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, it, he, it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. So there's, there's a farming picture here of this, this idea of this vine and the branches that are connected to it. And she's saying, it's like, I am this vine and you, as you follow me, you are these branches that are gathered together. And to be disconnected from community is this picture of you're, you're disconnected from the vine. And in the, the scriptures, you won't find this thing of like, be a member of the church. It, it was assumed 
It's this idea of like there's not this individual isolated Christian that that didn't exist. You're a Christian and you're a part of this community. And in the New Testament, the church is defined in like two ways. The universal church. That's everyone on the earth who've committed their lives to follow Christ. Christians. You're part of this universal church. Brothers and sisters across country to country, across the globe. But then there's this local church. And that's the, the place in which a group of people are located geographically in a common area. And they work together to live life in a certain way that honors God, glorifies God, and then helps other people discover a relationship with as well. So what Jesus is saying is, is this picture is, is one of the branches are, are grouped together. And if, if you're snapped off and living life by yourself, disconnected, you're, you're cut off from this picture of community, from this, this family that I, I have designed. And so one of this, this picture of the vine and the branches is a little sometimes difficult without kind of this, this farming that we're used to. But the sense is that oftentimes the, the my way and the my plan is just we're an individual branch. But you can't be a branch by itself. You have to be connected. But it's so easy in our Western culture to be so individual, to be self-made, to not need people. And what Jesus is saying is, no, apart from me. The vine and all the branches that you're connected to, you, you, you can't do anything. It's this picture of, you, of you, you're useless. And so growth and fruitfulness come as we pull into community. That's why it's so important to move past the my way and the my plan. Because our growth is really at, at stake. I want to describe as well some other pictures of what this looks like as, as we thrive. So if being in the, the vine and being the branches that are connected to that. If that's how we, we grow and thrive and, and kind of experience fruitfulness, how does that look practically? Well, the first is don't be a stranger in the church. Okay, the, the idea is to be a part of community, you actually have to be in community. Now, we're all at different places. You may be just kind of experiencing church for the first time and you're just coming and you're coming twice a month. And that's kind of where you're at. That's good. Continue to do that. And then maybe move to like try to come another Sunday. And then try to come another Sunday. And then as you're, you're, you're coming more and you're getting involved, begin to take steps into relationships. Begin to take steps into to serving because the scriptures point to this idea of you just don't always keep on the outside looking in. Like pull, pull in, take steps, commit, and move, move forward. Ephesians 2 uh, says this. It says, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So you notice now the picture changes. Vine and branches. But now it's this picture of a house. This is how community is defined now. It's like this, this household that, that God's putting together. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the spirit. So the cornerstone, what's holding the whole structure together is Jesus himself. He is the main thing of the community. He's the main thing of the church. And the church isn't this location. It's not talking about 
a building. It's not talking about the Alhambra. It's talking about the people inside. You and I, we are part of this household of God for all who've decided to follow him. Laid on the foundation by the prophets and the apostles, those who God used to write the scriptures. We're built into this, this household where we're, we're different parts of the structure that God's putting together. So Jesus, I, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Be connected. You'll be fruitful. But then this picture of don't be a stranger and alien. It's talking about an identity. And when you're a Christ follower, your prime identity is that Jesus is the boss of your life. He is your guide and he leads you. And because of that, you're connected to a family that he's put together, the family of God. And that family is the family that he has placed you in. And where you live and where you work, he's put you together with a group of people where you can learn what it means to follow him. And God's designed that. And so this picture is you're no longer a stranger and alien. And you can see that there on the, the next slide. No longer stranger and alien. You, you, there's a place for you to belong. So when you're connected to community, you're, you're in line with your identity. And what is that? That's the next point. You're a fellow citizens with the saints. You now have a home. You're not on the outside looking in. You belong to something. When I was doing grad school, I kind of had this picture of what it, what it felt to be a stranger. Okay. I was staying with a, a buddy of mine from college and he was uh, doing some grad school and he was at the main campus and I went there for uh, a week to take a course and I was staying in his, in his room and he was very gracious to let me stay there. Well, what happened is, and I didn't realize this was going to happen. He had got a new girlfriend the, like the same week that I went to stay with him. And so him and this girlfriend were kind of beginning to get to know each other and they were spending a lot of time together, which was fine by me. I just needed a place to stay. And then he kind of was hinting like of different plans that they had. And he says, hey, like, I'd really like to, to hang out with her. W- would you mind like not coming back to the dorm for the rest of the night? You know. And, you know, you just come you come back to sleep, but I'd like to kind of cook her dinner and, and hang out here. And, and you know, what am I going to say? Like, no, actually, like. Can I join you guys? I won't say much. No, I, I said, sure, that, that, that's fine. And, and so I left and I, I realized like I had no place to go, but he let me borrow his bike. And it, like, if you're feel, feeling it's e- epic, it was really like not as epic as you, as you think. I, I just realized I, I had a bike. I had no place to go except just riding around somewhere. I didn't know where to to go and what to do. And I was literally by myself, like kind of locked out from it anywhere. At this point, I I felt like a stranger. Like I didn't fit. I didn't belong. And, you know, it was like a really like kind of weird, lonely feeling. You ever felt that like you're not a part of something and you kind of locked out? I mean, I literally was like, hey, like, don't come back. All right. Thanks for the bike. And I remember riding the bike. And I don't know if you've like ridden a bike as an adult. Versus when you were a kid. But you know they're like really different. Like gravity and body weight has changed. And there was this curb. And I'm driving. I mean I'm riding my bike driving. It wasn't. I, I'm riding my bike and there's a curb. And like when I was a kid you just jumped the curb. You know. And I thought I'd jump the curb and I lift the steering wheel. And, steering wheel. No. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Handlebars. <laughs> so you could tell this was not good. Right. 
So I lift the handlebars and like, as the, the tires going on, I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to make it. And so I hit the curb. My pants get caught on the tire chain and completely rip. And I like crash and I lay on the curb, right? And I'm just, you get up like you're okay. And you're like, oh my goodness, who saw that? And, and I, I like, I kind of bent, you know, bent the bike a little bit and pants are ripped. And as I'm walking back, it, I, I, I felt like this, like, like, dude, I'm a stranger and, and I look like an alien, like, like I don't belong here. And that like stuck with me forever. And I just made like this, this part of me is like, man, I hope to never feel like that again. I hope I don't let anyone feel like that. And what the scripture is saying is when you decide to follow Christ, you always have a place in the church and you're never locked out and you can always belong And you need to fight for that. In America, we take it for granted. We just have choices. Nothing but choices. But there are places in the world where they can't even let the government know they're Christian. Let alone that they're a church. And it's underground. So for us, we're overwhelmed by the choices and the freedom. But we take it for granted. The scripture is saying you're you're not a stranger. You're not an alien. You, You belong. You're a part of the household of God members. You're part of the structure that God's putting together. And Jesus is the cornerstone holding it together. And so it's a sense of like, it's so easy to take it for granted community, but there are people in the world and there are people here in Alhambra and there are people here all around Southern California that feel that they don't have anywhere to belong. They don't feel like they belong with their family. They don't feel like they really have friends. They're completely isolated. And God is calling them to himself. I love you. I made you. I want you to follow me. And a part of the church community, we have a part of saying to people, like, come, experience the love of God and join us. And you can be a part of this family. But to do that, as an individual, we, we have to be willing to take steps in community. And as a group, As the community, we have to be willing to accept people, meet them where they're at and help them and point them towards Jesus. So that's this picture is we're we're members of the household of God. When we decide to follow God, don't be a stranger. Don't live on the outside looking in. The second is actually a step further. And this is to participate. So you you're part of the community when you decide to follow Christ. That's your identity. You tap into a new family. A new household that God wants to build. The second kind of theme in scripture is is participate in that. So being a member of a church is is assumed, but it's also assumed that being a part of community means that you're you're consistently connecting with people and contributing. That's how the community thrives. That's how it exists. In the early church, as the new Christians were getting formed, Amidst persecution and tremendous pressure culturally, spiritually, they're trying to figure out how how do we band together? And you get these glimpses like in the book of Acts in Acts 2.42. And here's a picture of what they did. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the and the prayers. This this picture of devoted is a strong word. It means to persist, to endure, to attach oneself to to hold fast the picture is if you've ever been on a like a roller coaster 
and you're not thrilled about being on a roller coaster and it takes those turns, you know, the term white knuckling it. And you're how was it? And you're like, fine, as soon as I unlatch my grip, this will be great. And you just you're you're concerned that you're going to fly out. So your life just you're devoted to your safety. And this this word devoted is they were devoted to communion and to this fellowship. They were holding on to this. They weren't going to let go. They weren't going to take it for granted. They were going to fight for it. They were going to endure. Do you know how many times in my life I've just thought on a Saturday night, like, man, what if, what if there wasn't church tomorrow? And full disclosure, like, I thought that. Sometimes as a pastor, I think I thought that more. But like, what, what do people do on Sundays that don't go to church? What's brunch? <laughs> right? You start running all these scenarios, and it's decided, wait a second, wait a second. Like, this is a privilege. It's a privilege to be a part of community, but we forget. It's like a chore. Okay, I'll check the box. Hopefully he won't talk too long. Sorry about that one, but right? It's, it's, but it's this, you don't, don't be a stranger and then participate. I'm going to talk about this more next week, how you can do that. But this fellowship, they devoted, they held on to this fellowship. It's this participative reciprocity. I serve you and you serve me. We serve them and they serve us. We love you and you love us. It's not this one way street. That may be your experience your whole life where you have just out, just done everyone around you and you're just waiting for people. The picture of the church is a group of people that are committed to doing it to each other. And there's life there. So we have an opportunity. We, we have to hold fast to this. And then the last, this is the why. Why do it? Well, that is, we, we have to consistently make Jesus' mission our own. This is in the book of Acts 2 and Acts 1-8. And it says, But you will receive power in the Holy Spirit as it come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's a description of followers of Christ. Witnesses together. That's the word that we get martyrs, like martyrs together, willing to lay their life down to spread the love of Jesus throughout the world. The reason to not be a stranger, the reason to participate, the reason to move past my plan in my way is not because the church itself is something great. It's because God has put it together for us to be on mission to accomplish something that we can't do without him. These people that heard this for the first time were being sent out to the world in darkness where their very lives were at stake and many of their lives were taken. But here in America, we're being sent out in the same and maybe our lives are not threatened, but the darkness is still as real. People have no need for God. They have no reason to believe that he could help them, yet they're empty on the inside and they long for meaning and purpose. And as Christians, we band together to say, you can belong here. You can fit 
into this household that God's putting together. So I want to encourage you. What could God do here at Church in the Valley Alhambra if all of us aligned our mission with Jesus' mission? What could God do if we all participated in community? What could God do if we weren't strangers? And we actually committed to each other. And there was this fellowship that we we held fast to. I believe that God could use us to change the very destiny and lives of people. As well as our own. Because you know what? He already is doing that. I want to encourage you as as I wrap up with a few next steps. These are some ways to just take some things that that I've talked about in the scriptures and and think through what does that mean for you? Again, because we we want to apply what the Bible says. And so here's some suggested next steps. Choose to push push past the barrier to connecting in this church community. So is there a certain barrier that that you're just kind of caught on? Relationship to even this church. There's just something that you just, you're hesitant to plug in. It could be just the cost, the time. It could be just the feeling like you don't know if the relationships are there. It could be if you're a parent, you're not sure your kids are going to be able to grow. Those barriers are they're okay to have. But don't allow that barrier to keep you stuck. So identify that and, and just ask yourself, what, what are some things that you could do to maybe address those concerns? Get questions answered. Decide to participate. So identify those. Those are the first things. And if you mark that on your connection card on the back each week, as you take those next steps, I I pray for you. So I'll do that this week if you mark that. The second is introduce myself to somebody that I have not met before. Now, as we wrap up on a Sunday, it's easy just to get out. I got to get the kids. I got to get out. I got to get out. I got to get the lunch. I got to get out. I got to serve. I got to get out. Get out. How many times can I say get out quick? Pretty quick, right? But things wrap up. There's opportunity. And this could just be a big one for you. Instead of waiting for someone to introduce, you do it. You take the initiative. That's, that's maybe a step you could take. And the last is just come back. Come back for the rest of the series. Again, we, we, we hope to be a place where you can learn how to join with others in what God's doing. So we, we welcome you back here. I'm going to close in prayer. Uh, finish filling out that connection card. As Ben and the band comes back up, um, they're going to lead another song and that we're going to receive the offering. And that's going to come by. And so you can drop your completed connection uh, card in there. And I'd love to pray for you uh, this week. Let, let's pray together as I close out my message. Father, thank you for the church that you have built here at Church in the Valley Alhambra. Thank you for the lives of people and the hearts that you've knitted together to accomplish your mission. It's so easy to take it for granted. Uh, community. But yet you, you've designed it and you hold it together. And so we thank you for what you've done here and what you will continue to do. God, will you show us just any barriers that we have? within our own hearts and minds and preferences and anything that might slow us down from connecting um, with this church 
and with the group of people that you want us to really band with. And so just just show us, God, and if we do have a question that, that's just holding us back, God, will you help us to, to look to get that answered? So we ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.